1: Each week, I count down the insane things that just happened. Things we've never seen before that will change America and the world forever. You think I couldn't do this every week on Friday? But when we get to Friday, well, I end up leaving a lot of it on the cutting room floor. Such are the insane times we live in. So let's start the countdown. The first thing, this new poll. We haven't been here in America. Well, not in our lifetimes. A new poll by Brightline Watch. As reported in the UK Daily Mail, of 2,750 respondents showed that, get this, two-thirds, two-thirds of Republicans in the South support seceding from the U.S. Yep, we haven't seen this since the 1800s. But it's not just Republicans. It's also almost half of Democrats out West. These numbers are shocking. They show a country... Coming apart at the seams. Huge swaths of the American people know we can't live peacefully together anymore. The number actually is 44% of Americans in the South total favor seceding from the Union. And nearly half of Democrats in the Pacific region, 47% also back secession. This is not exactly surprising for a country in which poll after poll shows that half or nearly half of the residents Don't believe the guy living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is actually the president. Folks, we can't agree anymore on basic facts in this country, like who the president actually is. And the Democrat solution to holding together this increasingly ungovernable land is only bound to make things worse or to speed up the cancer that's eating us from inside. Just censor anyone who disagrees. Not just their media posts. No, no. Their texts. And, you know, also, it's going to be our emails, too. That's our third most insane thing this week. This is the week the First Amendment officially died. I mean, where they admitted it was dead anyway. And where we were instructed and told by Politico that it would be the Democrat Party itself, the DNC, that would decide what gets censored in our texts. Allegedly, it's going to be about the vaccines, but that's not why they're doing this. The White House and the Democrat National Committee aren't just going to censor your text and your social media posts to protect you from misinformation on vaccines. No, it's no coincidence that this was announced on the very week. We learned beyond a shadow of a doubt that Joe Biden may not have won Georgia, that there was massive fraud there. Ah, now we're getting closer. It's the next most insane thing. Yep, the week we learned our election system is irretrievably broken and we are in the middle of a constitutional crisis. Given the evidence of blatant fraud that's come out this week, I don't blame the Democrats for wanting to censor. And they're right. Nope. Censoring your post won't be enough to hide this one. They're going to have to go into your text and into your emails to keep people from talking about it because it's horrific. It appears that just shy of a quarter of Biden's vote total in Georgia is fake fraud. And it will tear a country hanging on to unity by a thread into pieces, whether they censor or not. In fact, I think if they censor, it's only going to make it
2: worse. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. So here's what we know tonight factually. At least 36 batches of mail-in ballots from the November election were double-counted in Fulton County. That's a total of more than 4,000 votes. Those numbers come from a group called Voter GA, which, along with Bob Cheely, sued to get them. The final tally from the double counts we know about amounts to more than 3,300 votes for Joe Biden and 865 votes for Donald Trump. Now, before you dismiss Bob Cheely and Voter GA as dishonest partisan actors... Keep in mind that the strongly left of center Atlanta Journal-Constitution appears to agree with this, at least in outline. The newspaper reviewed the available digital ballot images independently and concluded that hundreds of ballots were improperly duplicated.
1: So what was the evidence voter GA was able to obtain, document and present to the court?
3: these batches of ballots were proven to have been scanned in multiple times so every time a batch goes through the Dominion machines it generates the scanner number the batch number and the item number for that image we have now images multiple images of the same batches being scanned in multiple times and when you look at the numbers here right this is losing This is losing Joe Biden a net gain of 22,525 votes. He only allegedly beat Trump by 11,000 votes. This proves at least 2,500 of those should not have counted. So that his lead shrinks by 2,500 votes with this evidence alone.
1: And we don't just have them dead to rights with the photos of the scanned ballots. Those scanned two, three, four, five, as much as seven times because... Remember, the machines captured the images. We actually have other video of them actually double and triple and quadruple scanning the ballots.
2: Surveillance footage obtained by voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention in the tape we're showing you to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found, quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump. The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that? How is that not flat-out criminal fraud? We'd love to know because it certainly sounds like
0: flat-out criminal fraud.
1: The problem for the Democrats is that this is only the beginning. This was the deliberate fraud found on just some of the tally sheets from just one county in Georgia.
3: We have more evidence here coming out in this lawsuit, right? That 2,500 votes that now we can take away from Biden's lead, this is only looking at the absentee and mail-in ballots. This is not including All of the other ballots in Fulton County that this could apply to. That 11,000 alleged lead is shrinking by the day as we uncover this stuff. And I guarantee you we're going to uncover a lot more when uh, Garland starts unsealing more and more of this based on this information. They can now request access to the the ballot images for all the in-person votes. I mean, this is stuff that's already readily available that the Secretary of State sat on for months. So nobody should trust a word out of Raffensperger or Gabriel Sterling's mouth when they had access to this information. Because the the Dominion images that they analyzed from this data, they only got not long ago and they've already come to these revelations. All of this stuff could have been found out prior to the January 6th certification.
1: Yep, if I was the Democrats, I wouldn't just lock people down on social media. I'd have to go ahead and lock them down on text and email, too. Because in Georgia, there's this evidence as well.
2: We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd, as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, Over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And, of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand that the system they've been told is on the level is, in fact, rigged. And when they believe that, God knows what they do next. So let's find out what actually happened. Let's find out immediately. Let's find out without shame. It's our right to know. It's our responsibility to know.
1: Okay, this is problematic because by law, in all five of these swing states, the ballots must be sent out by mail after legal request and then come back by mail. If they're not bent, not folded, and they all have identical marks in the same place, well, it's more likely. They arrived in the middle of the night by van, and they're not real. A phenomenon reported by witness after witness after witness across the five states. And if what Trump is claiming is true in a statement he just put out about Arizona, it appears the same thing happened there. Remember, ballots have to be creased. They must go out. There must be a record of them being requested and sent and then sent back. But that didn't happen in Arizona. It didn't happen A shocking 74,243 times. That's right. Trump writes, it seems that 74,243 mail-in ballots were counted with, quote, no clear record of them being sent, unquote. Biden only won Arizona, we have to say allegedly today, by 10,400 votes. See the problem there? Now, I'm looking forward to seeing proof of this in the Arizona audit, and we don't have the report yet. If Trump's right... This is going to get hot. So hot, again, Democrats, damn Skippy, are going to need to be in our phones, and our email accounts, censoring us and shutting us down. Like, right away. Which leads us to the fifth most shocking, unprecedented thing this week that could change America forever. The shocking announcement at the beginning of the week from Department of Homeland and Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that if you're pregnant, welcome to America. That's right. Expect a thundering herd of pregnant women, millions, maybe tens of a millions from around the world with the new rules that the Biden administration has just announced. Here's how it works. Customs and Border Patrol can stop you at the border if you're pregnant. They tend to turn you over to ICE. ICE must release you into the interior if you're pregnant. No questions asked. End of memo. It was an invitation hurled round the world. Anybody who's pregnant, you just waddle on up to the border and right over it you go. Folks, we no longer functionally have any sovereignty or a meaningful border of any kind. Now juxtapose that with the shocking announcement this week by Mayorkas. Once again, the same guy who invited every pregnant woman on the planet to come here. Oh, by the way, the reason that they need to be able to check in with the Border Patrol... The reason the Border Patrol is supposed to detain them instead of just letting them walk through is because we have to give them the free health care. Remember how this works. And we need to get their biometric information and where they're headed because this is a voter drive. It is. It's a voter drive. We have to be able to find them. Remember what Barack Obama's head of Customs and Border Patrol, Tom Homan, explained to us. The incredible gift package you get at the border, including if you're pregnant.
2: They know they can come to the United States based on what's going on, get released and be held in a hotel room at 370 bucks a night for a few days, get released, and compliments of the taxpayer, ICE is now giving them smartphones. A brand new smartphone when they get released into the community where they can get a job in the U.S. that pays them a lot more because the way they're being released on the NTA knows to appear, they qualify for work authorization. So why are they going to stay in Mexico when they come to the United States with promises of free health care, a job, be detained in a hotel room at 300 bucks a night for a few days, get a new smartphone, and maybe get amnesty down the road because President Biden promised that too.
1: Oh, and he forgot one thing. Free transportation by our military. That's right, because Tucker Carlson this week got a hold of an internal email which showed that the military is secretly moving these illegal immigrants to into the country as part of the voter drive
2: during the last administration you'll remember the pentagon firmly refused to protect america's southern border that's not our job they said it's too political send us to syria and yet according to this document here was the very same u.s military leadership at the pentagon helping the biden administration with maximum enforced stealth with secrecy to subvert this country's core immigration laws it was hard to believe that could be happening but it is happening. The Pentagon has confirmed it to us. Spokesman Chris Mitchell described the flights from Laughlin as non-citizen movement, part of what he called the U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement's mission. He told us then to direct any further questions to ICE. So we did, we called ICE multiple times. ICE did not deny they were using Laughlin Air Force Base to relocate large numbers of foreign nationals into the interior of our country and do it secretly. The question is, where are all these people going? Several times, ICE promised us additional details, but in the end, we never heard back. Apparently, Americans do not have a right to know where foreign nationals are being resettled in their own country. We do know, thanks to the Center for Immigration Studies, that the administration, the Biden administration, has been sending illegal migrants all over the United States for some time now.
1: Well, almost anyone can come to America, except Cubans, as Alejandro Mayorkas explained this week, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, the same guy who invited all of the world's pregnant women to come here and give birth on our dime. Just get across the southern border, unless that is your Cuban, in which case we'll send you back to your Marxist overlords. Despite calls for U.S. officials to intervene, D.H.S. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, once a Cuban refugee
3: himself, says those who attempt to flee will be turned away.
2: Allow me To be clear, if you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States.
1: So why are they in such a hurry to send back Cubans and no one else? Steve Ducey of Fox and Friends figured it out. This isn't an immigration drive. It's a voter drive to create a one-party system. And those who aren't fans of Marxism need not apply.
2: Secretary Majorca is saying, hey, if you're in Cuba or Haiti, don't, don't try to come. come by boat. Don't cur- try to come. While the southern border, the hypocrisy is it's, it's wide open. Could it possibly be, I looked up uh, on the Pew polls today, uh, could it, to the earlier point, mm-hmm. be all about politics? Uh, most Cuban-American voters identified in 2020 as Republican. About 60% say they mm, are affiliated with or lean toward the Republican Party. Sixty percent, while thirty-eight percent say they ID or lean toward Democrats. By comparison, two thirds of Hispanic voters who are not Cuban ID or lean Democrats.
3: Okay, so if you live in Mexico or the triangle countries, mm-hmm. come on in. If that's, you live in
1: Cuba, mm-hmm. those Republican Cubans don't come over.
2: You're well you left. gotta
0: hope that's not true, I but it not. just looks it like looks it, it looks like it. The-
1: this voter drive is designed to put the Democrats permanently in power. Where this week made it clear they intend absolutely totally and completely to control every last bit of your speech. Telling our tech overlords specifically who will and will not be allowed to post. We are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms. We've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. But it's the second clip that I thought was the big one where circle back Jen Psaki, the spokesperson for the White House, actually admitted they've got a dissidents list. There's 12 people they want kicked straight off Facebook because they don't like what they're saying about COVID. Yep. The White House staff is literally existing at that level, compiling lists of Americans for silencing. It was shocking. There's about 12 people who are producing 65% of anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. All of them remain active on Facebook, despite some even being banned on other platforms, including Facebook, ones that Facebook owns. Uh, It's important to take faster action against harmful posts, as you all know. Facebook's response to this lunacy was even more shocking, falling all over themselves to quickly put out a statement assuring the country that they had indeed Complied with Saki and the Democrats' demands, and that to 12, had been censored, the one she mentioned at the press conference. Nobody captured better what is really going on here than Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Glenn Greenwald, himself a leftist. Greenwald, shockingly, given that he's a leftist, was far more alarmed by any of this than the Republican leadership, which speaks
2: volumes four times in the last year democrats have summoned the ceos of twitter google and facebook to appear before them and explicitly threaten them saying if you don't start censoring what we regard as hate speech and disinformation you're going to suffer our legal and regulatory punishment it's really a merger of state and corporate power, which ironically is the classic definition of fascism. We've heard so much about fascism over the last five years. This is what it actually is. And the people who say they're against it are actually now supporting it.